For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Yo, 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 Zinger Nation, what's good? Happy, uh, fr- what day is it? It's Friday? Hell yeah, it's Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, my name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, Benzinga's show for all things altcoins and decentralized finance. We have a crazy day going on at the office. We have our quarterly meeting going on, uh, so I am not in the normal space. I am kicked out to the blue room. Ryan has been kicked out to the green screen room because he's got the number one Dex trader background. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him in in a second. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's just bring him on right now. So we have uh, two wonderful co-hosts. We have the DeFi React developer Brian Moore himself. How are you today, Brian? Oh, just lovely. <laughs> me, t- me too, man. Glad to hear it. And we also have number one Dex trader Ryan <laughs> McNamara. How are How you? How goes it? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we, we appreciate you for tuning in today. Uh, we appreciate you bearing with the technical difficulties we've been having ongoing. Uh, we are all kind of scrambling, um, but I just need, I'll take a breath and we'll, we'll be on our way. Um, so speaking of technical difficulties, uh, Elena has yet to respond to me. And so f- as of right now, the interview is canceled uh, slash postponed, um, but the news is not. So first up, uh, Circle is going public via SPAC. So if you're not familiar with Circle, uh, they are the Coinbase uh, 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 venture, like the partner that Coinbase uh, works with to create their USDC stablecoin. Um, Ryan, do you want to fill us in on this? Yeah, sure. So they just uh, Circle just announced yesterday that they're going public via SPAC. Uh, the SPAC that's acquiring them is Concord Acquisition Corp. Uh, and they're valued at $4.5 billion. Not much is going to change with Circle. The CEO is staying the same. Uh, I think the SPAC's buying around 15% of the company, um, but this will allow them to go public, which is super cool. I think this is the first stablecoin company to go public, um, and they have about $25 billion in stablecoins managed right now. Um, I'd be interested to see whether or not the stablecoin gets bigger once it's public. I personally think it will um, because of the distrust with USDT, which is the largest stablecoin right now. I think mm-hmm. people might go over to USDC with the transparency of going public. Definitely. Uh, you think the same, Logan? Yeah, I think so, too. They have a lot uh, of investors uh, looking to them to to drive their share prices up. So they need to be doing everything right. Uh, and um, they will also increase publicity. So yeah, I think USDC uh, will become an increasingly more trustworthy stablecoin uh, and an increasingly more popular one. I know I like to use USDC. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> insightful, Brian, very insightful. Um, okay, so next up, Jack Dorsey's Square. Uh, so if you guys don't know what Square is, that's that little white thing that, they, that people plug into their phones. You swipe your credit card on it. Uh, it's basically payment processing for the modern age. Uh, but as you guys know, Jack Dorsey is a Bitcoin maxi, uh, and he it, it has 
added Bitcoin to Square's balance sheet. And he has now confirmed that Square is building their own hardware wallet, uh, their own Bitcoin hardware wallet. Uh, I, I personally can't wait to see what this looks like. I think Dorsey will do something cool. It's going to look futuristic. Um, and so I'm excited to see what that's going to be like. I already have a Ledger Nano X, um, so I don't need a, a strictly Bitcoin wallet right now. Um, but yeah, it'll be cool to see more people get into the game right now. Ledger, Trezor, uh, those are really the only two mainstream options. Um, so we'll, it'll, it'll be cool. What do you guys think? Logan, has it been clarified whether it's just a Bitcoin wallet or if it's going to be a multi-currency wallet? I would Okay, so I have to think that it's a multi-currency wallet, right? Um, but so far, I've just seen them calling it a Bitcoin wallet, so I'm not sure. Well, okay, so they, they're planning on building, building a uh, Bitcoin hardware, hardware wallet. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of open-ended. Because you don't really know what that will all entail. Because if it's just a Bitcoin hardware wallet, then it it's only going to be the cash app Bitcoin, um, whatever you can buy there, you know, and that's going to limit them. So I think they're going to expand to have the normal uh, Litecoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, all that other kind of stuff into their hardware wallet. Um, they had... What was it? Um, <clears throat> the company had purchased over 8,000 BTC um, by the time that the Bitcoin 2021 Miami conference happened. So, you know, they have a lot of room to expand. They mm-hmm. have a lot of stuff that they have to work out and, uh, you know, kind of take care of. But I think it's going to incorporate a whole bunch more different cryptocurrencies i think they're gonna kind of pull a um uh what kind of like coinbase is doing but limited to bitcoin litecoin ethereum dogecoin but expand on that uh kind of like what ledger has i think they're going to be a better ledger nano yeah, I'm also interested to see what price point they come in at. Uh, with all their funding, they can add this uh, this product uh, without making profit on it yet. Um, so they may be able to undercut the entire market. So I'm interested to see uh, what they do with that. Uh, yeah, all right, let us know. A lot more, there's definitely a lot more than just this Bitcoin wallet that's like coming out with this, right? I'm not looking at this as just another hardware wallet because Square owns Square and they also own Cash App, right? So there's like a huge potential to, mm-hmm. to have a bunch of interoperability between all these programs. I think this could bring light to like security with yeah. cryptocurrency and that, you know, using a hardware wallet is important, especially if you have like a decent sum of funds in cryptocurrency. And they say hardware, but I think they also mean uh, like a cold wallet. I think they also mean a, um, a web-based mm-hmm. wallet that you can have in your cash app. That's what I think the whole um, ordeal entails. Mm. I think this can be a lot more than what we think right now. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so we'll make sure to keep you guys updated on what happens uh, with that. Uh, but next up, Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple, uh, he announced, oh, he, he made a comment uh, on a panel saying that Bitcoin is the most uh, amazing mathematical miracle. Uh, so, so there's some very complex prime number uh, factoring mathematics that happen behind the scenes in Bitcoin uh, that are used to provide security through cryptography and really hard factoring problems. Uh, like if I ask you the factors of 15, you say five and three. But if I ask you the factors of 10 hundred quadrillion, 
you're not going to be able to tell me very quickly. I mean, that was an even number, so maybe, but. Um, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. Did you work at Mathnasium or something? I did. That's why I'm the number one Dex trader. Obviously, I'm good at math. Boom. Man, you are quick with it. Um, but yeah, so Steve Wozniak has publicly come out supporting Bitcoin, supporting cryptography, supporting blockchain technologies. He says Bitcoin is better than gold. Uh, so if that is true, then we will eventually see Bitcoin have a higher market cap than gold. Uh, right now, Bitcoin's market cap is like 600 trillion or 600 billion, excuse me. Gold's market cap is 10 trillion. Uh, so, so you know, there's a lot of room for, for growth if, if what he says is accurate. And, you know, he has been pretty disruptive and innovative in the past. So we'll see if that uh, continues on. Alrighty, so I want to point out a comment from Ed. Shout out to the ETH hat. If, if you guys haven't seen, uh, we have some brand new Moonar Bus merch. I am repping it right now. I got the, the Ethereum dad hat on. It's got embroidered Moonar Bus logo on the side, embroidered <coughs> Ethereum on the top. Uh, and so I just want to plug just the Moon Orb swag. swag.benzinga.com. Uh, I also got this decentralized everything shirt on. Uh, and, and you can find this all and more on swag.benzinga.com. And, and check out the link in the description below. We have a Telegram chat. If you join that, we'll give you 25% off on your merch purchase. All swag. Uh, yeah, on all swag. So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, while you're in the description, check out the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. This is a new channel that we just started that has all the clips and all the highlights from the crypto shows. Uh, so if you are if you're here just for crypto uh, and you don't want to get the uh, all the spam from the Benzinga Clips channel, head over to the Benzinga Crypto channel. Uh, where you can find the, the content that's made for you. Uh, and make sure to subscribe, make sure to like the video so more people can find them. We're trying to grow that channel. Uh, so we really appreciate your subscription. Um, but the one yeah, thing is Chris, we want to do a full on. episode on this because this is a lot to take in. So in short, Block One has now uh, become one of the first um, – companies to be involved well crypto only companies to be involved in the full spec which is their or one of their subsidiaries uh bullish and this is a lot to dive into and we haven't done the full research that we want to bring to you guys so we will have an episode on this uh probably monday we'll have a full segment about it but i just wanted to let you know that we will talk about it because it, it's pretty big news. And I know Chris, one of our best helps with Minerbus, and he does amazing with his show. Um, we will get into this. We'll dive really deep and let you know. But just give us some time. For sure, yeah. There's a lot to unpack here, so we want to make sure that we do it right. Um, yes, indeed. That's that. Uh What's up next? Okay, so I want to update you guys on my LP position. Uh, we were doing uh, some liquidity. I was trying to add liquidity to Uniswap uh, last week on the show or on Wednesday on the show, um, but I was having some difficulties with the transactions, uh, uh, but I figured it out. I've got a couple positions now, and I want to show you guys, uh, show them off to you. Ryan, can you give us a quick overview of Uniswap and liquidity providing while I'm figuring this out? Spit it yeah, out, sure, I feel like I've done this a million times now, but yeah, sure. So uh, Uniswap's a decentralized exchange. It's different than a centralized exchange because nobody controls it. It's on the blockchain. It runs on Ethereum. 
Uh, the two blockchains that currently have decentralized exchanges that are popular are Binance Smart Chain and Ethereum. And the way that these exchanges get liquidity, instead of holding custody over investors' funds, they ask people to stake liquidity on their platforms. And for doing so, you earn trading fees, which is basically just passive income you can get from staking your cryptocurrency on these platforms inside of smart contracts on Ethereum's network. Um, so you'd be entering into a specific smart contract, say in, in Logan's case, uh, Decentraland and Ethereum. And then whenever somebody wants to trade their Ethereum for Decentraland or trade their Decentraland for Ethereum, then they pay a 0.3% fee. And if Logan is in range on his position, he'll earn a portion of those fees, which come in every time somebody trades. Okay, so what I did here is I put in uh, like a thousand uh, mana tokens, the Decentraland token, and I put in a little bit of ETH, uh, and you can see my current distribution here. Uh, so as the, the price uh, of the pair uh, increases and decreases, uh, uh, my liquidity will be used to provide swaps, and my position in each uh, will be adjusted accordingly, and I am earning the 0.3% fee for providing the liquidity on these swaps, I've had it for a day, a day and a half now, and I've made seven bucks, so I cannot complain with that. Uh, I, I chose a pretty big range to provide liquidity within, uh, and so hopefully I'll be earning fees uh, for a longer amount of time, even though it's a smaller rate. Um, Ryan, you went on the on the smaller side of, of providing liquidity, right? So you chose a smaller range to provide liquidity in, uh, and so you, when you are in range, you're earning way more. So you're accumulating uh, much more quickly uh, than I am, for example. So do you want to talk about why um, you decided to go for the smaller range? What's the uh, the benefits of that? Yeah, so it's, it is a trade-off, and it's really hard to tell what type of interest you'll be earning. A, a common question is, you know, what kind of interest can you earn on Uniswap? And it's very hard to tell. It's not like Aave where you can go on and you see the deposit, and the deposit rate's like 5%, right? You go in, you can see the total value locked, you can see the trading volume, and you can see where that liquidity is staked. So you get all these different metrics, but you don't actually get an interest rate. Um, and one of the reasons is because we don't know the future price of these tokens. Um, and if it goes out of range, you won't be earning interest. So if you have a more concentrated range, you'll be earning higher interest, but for a, a smaller proportion of the time, because you won't always be in range. If you have a wider, uh, a wider concentrated position, then you'll be earning fees for a longer amount of time, but you'll be earning a, a less lesser proportion of those fees. Mm -hmm. So it's a trade-off. You have to, you know, kind of look at some charts, see where it's trading in between, and then you know think about how long you want to have the position for. If you plan on just staking and leaving it for a long time, say like six months or a year, then you might want to go for a less concentrated position. But if you're looking at it as an investment that you want to just do over a week or two, maybe you can go more concentrated and hopefully earn more fees. Um, and then something else you have to consider right now is gas prices, right? Because Logan's made eight bucks over the past couple of days, but you can't really take that out because it's going to cost him $10, $20 to take it out. Right. And it uh, also so cost me like 150 <clears throat> bucks to put the liquidity in. So I'm, yeah, that's, that's my, whole, that's whole my break thing. even. Um, mm -hmm. And that was that was tough. So the first one I did uh, on Wednesday, that one cost me like 150 bucks in in gas fees to insert this liquidity. Um, but these two I did on on Thursday, I did them yesterday. Gas fees were were much lower, and they were about 40 bucks a pop. Um, so that was much more economical, and I'll ROI pretty quickly on those. Um, but like it doesn't, it it kind of makes it uh, improbable. Prices out a lot of people who don't have. Um, a, a big enough position. So like if you want to have at least a thousand dollars probably around there um, for you to, you know, justify that hundred dollar gas fee uh, and then because it's going to take it's going to take you quite a while to, to earn that back.
to just break even. Yeah, but you all, you guys also have to keep in mind that Optimism and Arbitrum are coming to Uniswap, so soon you'll be able to do this for a dollar or two, and you can put in a lot less capital and still make good returns. Yeah, and then when ETH uh, 2.0 comes out, that means it's going to be a, a non-factor also. It's going to be since just like the Binance Smart Chain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll look here. I have the point, basically point 0.1 to point 0.2 price range. Uh, so we'll pull up the Ave ETH pair. So point 0.1 is right here. Um, let me close this out. Point 0.1 is right here, and point 0.2 is right here. So so long as the Ave ETH pair is trading within this range, uh, I will be providing liquidity to people, and they will be paying me for it. So um, you know, it's been in this range since since April. Uh, and I'm hoping it will stay in there for at least a couple more months. I'll definitely be able to make some some decent cash on my uh, just just uh, basically, you know, money that's sitting around uh, collecting dust. I might as well be earning interest on it. Uh, and yeah, so so the way that you earn interest, yeah, let's talk about some some price impact uh, after you say what you're about to say. Sure. So I was just going to point out, I put in a couple more positions on Uniswap about 10 days ago, and I've already made about 4% return on each of those pools over 10 days. So extrapolating that out, assuming I was in range over the entire year, 360 days. So that'd be 36 times four would be like 130% returns on my investment. Obviously, it's not going to stay in that range for the entire year. But I mean, still 4% return on my investment over just a 10 day period is great. I mean, that's what you'll be making in a year on Aave. So definitely some very impressive returns that you can be making, but you do have to keep in mind when you'll be in range and that you won't always be in range. Okay, so why do you earn, uh, so so you earn fees for providing this liquidity, uh, but you're also exposed to some downside. So, so you might ask, what's the catch? Uh, the catch here is impermanent loss. So um, say that it goes above this range, <coughs> goes above the 0.2 range. Uh, at that point, I will be 100% in ETH. Uh, and say it goes below this, this range, so it, go, it drops down to here, I will be in 100% Aave um, because I'm providing liquidity, people are swapping into those, uh, and I'll just end up uh, with only one of those tokens when it goes out of the range. So you could think about it maybe as like a fee earning limit order, a fee earning limit order. Yeah, I'm saying that right. Um, and so that's, that is called impermanent loss. And that is what I'm exposing myself to. And that's how I'm able to capture, uh, the profit. So I'm, I'm being paid for exposing myself to impermanent loss. Um, if, if you want to learn more about that, there's a great thread, uh, on Twitter that Hayden Adams did. Um, and you can check it out, learn more there. Um, got anything else to say about this ryan or brian i I just i'd point out impermanent loss is called impermanent because it's impermanent um in most cases i mean it obviously depends on what you're investing in um impermanent loss is definitely something to consider when you're investing or or providing liquidity on tokens that might never go back up or if you're you're providing liquidity with shit coins but if you're bullish on two tokens and it goes down and say you have 100% Aave instead of 50-50 Aave and ETH, as long as Aave returns back to the proportional value that it has with ETH when you put it in, then that impermanent loss will go back to zero. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. Um, so I've, I've only provided liquidity for pairs that I'm bullish on both assets, so Mana, uh, Aave Link, and of course ETH. Uh, so you know, if I do go out of range for a certain period of time, I'm going to be chilling, not too worried about it. Uh, and you know, this isn't my whole portfolio, obviously. Uh, I have a lot of it on a hardware wallet, just sitting around for the long haul. Um, okay, so we got some, we got a lot of 
comments to, to catch up on. Uh, Adjum wants to know uh, how annoying is doing taxes for things like this. I have no clue, and I'm not. There was, for it's it. very. Yeah, there was actually a report uh, that I saw saying that Uniswap V3 isn't a taxable event. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. Um, I, I don't think it's confirmed by the SEC. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not tax advice, but I, I've heard that it's not a taxable event. Uh, um, and yeah, I mean, do what you want with that information. Okay, so I'll, I'll leave this out there. <clears throat> Anything you do on MetaMask is between you and whatever you're doing. If you take that money out of MetaMask that you have, you will be taxed because if you take it to your bank account or if you take it to um, your debit card, whatever you do, that will be taxed. Any any currency that you um, exchange for fiat into you know a, account that you own, you are going to be taxed. Now, anything you do in MetaMask, you know that's between you and whatever you're doing. I don't want to say a whole lot to, you know, not, you know, make it come the back. The SEC doesn't know about MetaMask. Yeah, but uh, of course they do. But <laughs> you definitely need to just, you know, make sure you're doing everything and you're, um, uh, what's the word? You're, you're taking into account every every transaction you're doing. Do not just try to avoid the SEC or avoid paying your taxes. You will, you know, need to pay them eventually. But anything you do on, you know, if you buy something on PancakeSwap and you hold that for a year, you know, that's on you. You you don't have to pay taxes on that as long as you hold it. But again, none of this is tax advice. Just, you know, stay decentralized. If you don't sell it, you don't have to pay taxes, right? Once ETH is used as money, it doesn't matter. Just use your ETH, right? Boom. Uh, Okay, so you guys want to do some moon or bust? Yeah, that's all we got right now. That is all we got indeed. Okay, so if you guys are new around here, Moon or Bust is the segment where you guys drop cryptocurrencies, uh, altcoins in the description or in the comments, I mean, um, uh, and we'll pull them up on CoinMarketCap. We'll give them a high-level overview, uh, and we'll give them a Moon or Bust rating. Uh, so I'm going to roll the intro clip, but guys, drop some tickers in the chat right now uh, so we have stuff to talk about. Alrighty, so while we're waiting for our first one, let's just pick one on our own. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? This maybe we just do a market overview. Let's while go we're ADA. ADA. All yeah, right, cool. I don't think we've actually done a moon or bust on ADA. Really? I don't think so. It's a moon. I'm just gonna let you know this is a certified moon. Okay, so a lot of people that are newer into crypto are, are looking straight to Cardano um, because it's getting a lot of hype right now. It's dubbed the Ethereum killer, um, but it, it doesn't really solve the blockchain trilemma like a lot of people think it does. Um, and, and once it starts picking up activity, once there's smart contracts on it, uh, some reality will begin to sink in, I think, for a lot of Cardano holders. Um, but yeah, that's... But do you think it's a bust? No, I, I think it's a bust. I don't like Ooh, oh, shit. drama. They they get in here with all their smarts, you know, using academics, saying that they're the best blockchain for academic reasons. I think, you know, there's there's some questions to be had with Cardano. You know, how much value is locked on Cardano smart contracts? Does Cardano have smart contracts? Do they have an ecosystem? Are people actually no. using Cardano? Who no. has a Cardano NFT? Not me. <laughs> no one. And, and you're right. 
you have a you have a foolproof like yes everything and, you're saying is right and they i think don't have smart contracts they don't have any liquidity locked they don't have any of that i think in a couple years and i i say years with you know years they will be huge but it's going to take time it's a slow burn yeah and even though I'm not a fan of Cardano, I still think it's going to go up with the bull run. And I think you can make great returns from it. I just, I, I don't really like the project just because it doesn't really have an ecosystem and people aren't using Cardano for what it's intended for just yet. And mm -hmm. another reason I don't like it is because I think a lot of people in cryptocurrency underestimate the, the effects of network effects because I think that network effects are extremely important in crypto and, and Cardano just doesn't have like the user base that Ethereum does with the billions of dollars locked. And I think it would be extremely hard to compete with Ethereum at this point. Um, and if, if a cryptocurrency does want to compete with Ethereum, I think that they're going to need an ecosystem out this year before ETH2 comes out, period. Okay, so the only point I'll say against that is you're right. It, Ethereum does have a much larger ecosystem. It, they do have a lot of a larger uh, user base. But Cardano was built to be a ledger for you know, um, what's the word? Uh, not uh, a supply chain ledger. And so they were kind of built to um, serve one purpose and then they expanded their whole, uh, their whole business plan. And so I think that Cardano is going to be the corporate and more like what Microsoft does and I mean, IBM does and all this other, those other kind of big names, technology company, big name technology companies, they're going to kind of take over that whole space. They do have smart contracts, but I don't think they're trying to be Ethereum. I think that they're going to be their own, you know, their own entity. They're going to be their own kind of ledger on supply chain, you know, that whole space. And so I think that Cordano is going to be much, much, much bigger than what we can see right now because they're not trying to be the Ethereum. They're not trying to be this decentralized whole uh, metaverse and all this other stuff. They're trying to be mm -hmm. the number one blockchain that you can go to to get your corporate needs met. That's a very weird way to explain what I'm trying to say, but I think that's kind of what they're going for. And that's my opinion. I, I see a lot of potential with Cardano and ADA is going to go skyrocketing. I mm. think ADA is going to be right there with Ethereum at the point it is now in five years, we'll see ADA at, you know, that thousand dollar mark or maybe probably $200 mark. I'll go more, you know, uh, liberal with it about $200 mark, $200 mark. And, um, Ethereum be about five grand and Bitcoin would be about, I don't know, 100 grand. I think that's kind of be the level. I think that Cardano is right there with Ethereum, right there with Bitcoin. All right. So I have a lot of thoughts about what you guys just said. Uh, first of all, if Cardano is at 200, um, you can't even display what its market cap would be on a Google calculator uh, because it would just be so, it'd be what, 80, and then we add 8.6 trillion, maybe. But I think it'd be okay. 80. 80 trillion, 86 trillion. Well, 10, a dollar. Yeah, I did $1. not take into account what the total supply was. <laughs> and I said that I, I will pull back what I said because I am wrong. 
Okay, so two, $200 for Cardano might be a little bit unrealistic, uh, but in the, in the long term, who knows? Uh, I think that Cardano will do a lot of good things. This bull market, I think that the price uh, could even approach closer to $10 uh, within the next year, which is really crazy. Um, I do hold a little bit of Cardano, primarily as a hedge to my ETH position uh, and because I think that it'll have more volatility than ETH will. Uh, so, so people talk about crypto being a speculative investment, um, but Cardano is, is truly a speculative investment even compared to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin and Ethereum are, are not so much speculative uh, at this point in my opinion, uh, but something like Cardano is definitely, definitely. They don't have a product out yet. Either. They don't. They don't have a product out. So they have a two-layer blockchain. Uh, they have a They have a transaction layer. And they have a, a computing layer. Uh, so this computing layer will handle the smart contracts. The transaction layer will handle the payments. This will help it not to get clogged, like often happens on Ethereum. Um, but. Uh, they do not have smart contracts uh, available to the public yet. They have proved that they can get them to work, um, but they do not have them implemented on chain yet. Uh, well, so they're on their testnet. You can deploy your own um, smart contracts on testnet right now yeah. as a user. Um, but yeah, so there's still like billions and hundreds of billions of dollars behind the total value locked in Ethereum. Uh, and in my opinion, it's a, too little, too late for the so-called Ethereum killers, um, especially with the Ethereum 2.0 upgrade, the transition to proof of stake. There will really be no reason to use a different blockchain uh, unless you don't care about decentralization. Um, so this is where I think Cardano might find its niche. Like Brian was saying, um, Cardano is, is going to be less decentralized than Ethereum is uh, just because they have a bigger block size. That's, that's one reason that will make it definitively less decentralized. And it will find its niche. It will exist in, into the future. Uh, it's probably a good product. They have a really strong team behind them. Uh, and they have a lot, a lot of backing from venture capitalists, from, uh, from I think someone in the chat said even Mark Cuban's invested in them. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I do hold it because I think it will go up with the rest of the bull run, like Ryan said. Um, but also, like Ryan said, uh, they don't have an ecosystem. And DeFi is kind of, you know going on without them, uh, leaving them in the dust. Well, they're not there for DeFi. That, that's one thing that you need to <clears throat> keep so in mind. So you're saying they're here for supply chain? Then how are they going to beat the Thor chain, the, the, the V chain? Because the V chain is already being picked up by all these companies uh, for, for supply chain. So Well, they don't have to beat them. What I'm saying is they have, they, they have a niche. It doesn't have to be decentralized. Binance Smart Chain is not decentralized. And look how big how far it's gone. And it has DeFi and all this other stuff. Like you got to think about the whole, the niche that it fits into, why it was built, where it was built to fit in. Mm -hmm. So it's not about like being decentralized. I just see a lot of growth with Cardano. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff that it can do and it will do. But yeah, when I said two hundred dollars, I, I will take that back. I, I am wrong. I mean, it, it would take a whole lot. I mean, eight trillion dollars. It, it it'd be a whole lot for it to get there. But I see a lot of potential in it. I mean, mm. same thing with EOS. Same thing with um, uh, one of those uh, XLM. One of those, and those are payment providers. But they have this whole—they have their own kind of niche system for corporate structure. They don't need to be decentralized. And I know our our show is mainly about decentralization, DeFi, and all that kind of stuff. But I see a lot of potential in ADA. I see a lot of potential in these other guys too. 
Mm -hmm. So this, I think, is a, the perfect time to bring up the blockchain trilemma. Um, so you can have two of the three, uh, but not all three. There are a lot of blockchains out there that promise to deliver on all three, but as soon as they start seeing some volume, it all collapses uh, because of the scaling. Um, and so, so if you have scalability, so you have a big block size, uh, then your block size, your, your total size of the blockchain is going to increase exponentially. Uh, so if we look at Bitcoin's blockchain, it's been around for about 10 years, it's about 300 gigabytes. Uh, if we look at Solana's blockchain, which has been around for about four or five months, it's two terabytes already. Uh, and they are having to offload all of that storage because they cannot have every node, they cannot expect every node uh, to be able to handle all this data. It makes it insanely slow and insanely centralized because only massive data centers could, could run a full node. Um, so that's why Bitcoin's one megabyte block size has is extremely important uh, because it, it scales exponentially with time. Uh, so in order for Bitcoin to stay decentralized, it needs to have this small uh, this small block size. Um, so that is why you cannot have decentralization, scalability, and security all at once. Uh, and that's why Bitcoin and Ethereum, they both chose decentralization and security over scalability. Uh, these new proof of stake chains are taking scalability first and, and then security as well. And they're sacrificing levels of decentralization for that. Um, so yeah, I want to toss it over to you guys, Ryan and Brian. What do you guys think about the, the blockchain trilemma here? Uh, I think yeah, just you're I think it's spot on. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. But I, I agree. Yeah, I just want to clarify. I mean, you can have all three. It's not that a blockchain can't be decentralized, scalable, Show me and one. secure. Show me Ethereum. one. Ethereum. I'd say Ethereum is, scal is scalable yeah, with layer twos and with ETH2. Ryan's right. Right? And, and even proof-of-stake blockchains, they're still secure and decentralized to some degree, right? The blockchain trilemma is more about you can't increase one of these without decreasing another. Uh, okay, it but not, I disagree. The layer company. twos and the side chains are are not they're not decentralized. Well, not every company is is uh, brandishing that they are decentralized, scalable, and have security. N no one is saying like a full like. Well, there are a bunch of people saying that they're fully decentralized, but no one's saying that they have all three. You know, it, this isn't like this is a DeFi movement. This is a decentralized movement. But no one is like promoting that they have all three and then say, then you find out that they don't, you know, in, in their own kind of space. I mean, what companies say that they have all three though? I mean, I mean Pancake Swap calls it decentralized, right? Like Binance well, Smart Chain says it's Smart decentralized. So they, like they we know are, it's, but they're not. Right. Yeah. We yeah. know that Binance Smart Chain isn't decentralized. Well, at least to a degree. I guess you could say they are because anybody who has enough money could run a node and they still have like maybe 20 nodes on the blockchain. So they have a degree of decentralization, but it's nowhere near the degree of decentralization that say Ethereum has. But because they sacrifice part of that decentralization for scalability, they're able to scale much faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I just want to go back to the point that, that Polygon, their bridges have three master nodes like there's only three nodes that are controlling those bridges to the side chains uh that's not decentralized um but it is scalable and it is secure uh so you know there's always these trade-offs i have yet to see a product that can deliver on all three um 
but yeah, hey, who knows? Time will tell. And maybe if data uh, and storage becomes irrelevant in the future, um, then it will be possible. But until that happens, uh, this is the paradox that we exist and we have to deal with. And, and it will be the deciding factor uh, on which blockchains uh, get used for which uh, you know, products and services and, and how much decentralization really matters versus scalability and security. Well, I mean, that's, that is true, but you also got to look at what, what is the company, what is a project trying to achieve? Like, mm -hmm. is it okay? Like, can you, like, as a, as a investor, can you sacrifice the decentralization with the scalability in the other one? Can you sacrifice the scalability for full decentralization? Like it, you know, it's kind of give and take, like, you're right, not, it's very, very hard to have all three, and then someone profit from it. But a lot of these people are trying, like their companies, their projects that they, they want to grow and to be this big thing. Bitcoin started as this whole decentralized payment system that no one can control. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it, that's how this whole movement should be. And I'm a full full supporter of decentralized everything but that's not what all these companies are trying to do they're trying to make a profit and you know talking about as an investment wise you know which one's going to do better you know you can't really have all three so as someone as saying like hey I, i'd rather invest in ada or ethereum well not ethereum that's a bad example but like ada or eos you know you're like well i think that they're going to really or excellent and XLM, you, I think that they're going to take over the payment space and they're a good investment because they're going to grow and grow and grow and you get more and more and more money for your return. But as someone like who really comes out as a decentralized viewpoint, you know, I'd rather go with Ethereum over anything else because it's fully decentralized. You know, I, I don't have to have my identity stolen. I, I can invest in something and know it's secure in a quote unquote sense because there's so many scams out there but you, you got to think about it in the sense of like what are these people doing what's the project where are they coming from and what is their end goal and that's where you got to kind mm -hmm. of you know mix your views and your morals and stuff and figure out like do i want to invest in this because i want to make money or do i want to invest in this because i think this is the best thing for society kind of thing yeah, it doesn't really make sense to to like fully decentralize everything, right? Because if we if we decentralize the things that don't need to be decentralized, then we're just going to clog up the Ethereum chain, right? So that's why uh, some things that that have less importance for the decentralization for the censorship resistance uh, can exist on these other chains that are still decentralized, but but slightly less. Thank you, sir. Well, I think we got a couple more tickers in the chat. We what do have a couple more tickers in the chat. Should we go Ren or Amp? Caps. Or Cardonks. Cardonks. Start with uh, the first one. Yeah, Ren. All right, Adjump was was. Oh, that was uh, in. That's on Coinbase too. You know, you know, we love it. Alrighty, so uh, high level overview. Ren is an open protocol built to provide interoperability and liquidity between different blockchain platforms. Uh, formerly known as Republic, launched in. Uh, they did their ICO in 2018, launched their mainnet in 2020. Uh, I don't exactly know how they provide this interoperability, though. I'm we gonna... have been overran before. Yeah, I feel like we talked about this last week. I should have remembered we this. Have. Um, they do a VM. So they have a virtual machine that like kind of – it's like the Ethereum virtual machine, but they have their own. 
and so that you 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 go into that and then in turn you get into all these other chains via their virtual machine that's the highest level overview you can really get on it sure you guys share your screen oh, frick man i thought i was showing you this whole time um alrighty. here is the chart uh it is an ethereum yeah ryan you, you want to take us through it uh yeah i'm having a little yeah let me just zoom in here so it's ethereum token gotta love ethereum tokens we're trading at 36 cents with a market cap of 362 million dollars ranking at the 113th largest cryptocurrency um yeah i do like these cryptocurrencies that are around the 100 uh, mark on coin market cap with a, a market cap of just 360 million i mean you could still see a 10x from here maybe even a 20x from here um, and we can see its all-time high was above a dollar and sixty cents. Um, so that's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? If you think that the bull market's going to continue, then you you would probably think that it would go past that one dollar and sixty cent mark with the markets. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, I mean it's already dipped. What is that? Like eighty percent from its all-time highs, which is a crazy amount to dip. Uh, generally speaking, the smaller cryptocurrencies' market cap is, the the riskier it gets and the more volatile it is. Um, but seeing that is around the hundredth largest and it dipped 80%. I mean, that is a really large dip. Um, and I don't really know what caused that. I mean, it could have just been the markets. It could have been something else. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So this looks like a good project. They have partnerships with uh, a huge amount of, of big crypto projects that I like, um, you know, curve, they got, they got, they're working with Coinbase. Uh, they work with balancer one inch uh, is that zero x no zero confirmation um but yeah so we so we see they're working with uniswap too uh so we see that they're actively working with all these projects they must have some good stuff going on behind the scenes they must have a pretty good development team uh so uh from a fundamental perspective i'm gonna give this one a moon yeah i agree sorry my dogs were getting into something they shouldn't have uh-oh i'll give it a moon as well so we have consensus yeah, I, I think Rin is a bona fide great investment. Well, okay, I take that back. Great bona fide great crypto. <laughs> not investment, investment advice. Yeah, not an investment. Alrighty. Uh so that's it for Ren, officially a moon. Do we do AMP now? Yeah, we've done AMP before as well. You guys seeing anything that, that hasn't been done before? DRCT. DRCT. Yeah. I'm not DRGN. That's Ed Miles said DRCT. Uh, yeah. What's it. D? What's DRG? So we got some. D. Yeah. DRCT. I do not know that one. Li directly. Oh, by actually, the way, yeah. you guys need to follow Ed on Twitter or on in the <laughs> Telegram. Talk to him. He's our he's our dude. But uh, not before following me on Twitter, guys. Yeah, you gotta follow Priority. us first. Priorities. And then, and then we got you, Ed. <laughs> okay, so Ally is the three thousand seven hundred eighth. Biggest token listed on Coin Market Cap, uh, according to their description, uh, this is a, a software as a service platform that directly connects businesses, service providers, uh, and customers built on the blockchain. Platform provides enterprise technology to merchants and service providers that remove unnecessary costs uh, and maximize profits. So that's a lot of words that didn't give me a lot of information. Uh, let's see, let's see. Check out their website. Their chart looks all right, though. I mean, yeah. it's sideways, and that's always good. It's not like a huge dip up, or I mean, a huge uh, like a stable dip up or a huge dip down. I like a sideways chart with crypto. That's what you want to look for, to be honest, because 
if it goes sideways for a while, it's been going sideways for for <clears throat> seven days, mind you. Yeah, it, it, you can you can see the you'll you'll see the dip up. I mean the the jump up, and I think a sideways chart is always something you want to look for. Not a huge. What's the volume down. though? I mean that chart looks like there might be low volume with it being yep. flat, but then really really sharp spikes. Basically no volume. The volume yeah. is only twenty four thousand. So <laughs> yeah, you'll have uh, you're not going to have much action. But I mean, I don't know much about the company or what they're trying to do. Your description, the description they have on there doesn't really tell me anything. Mm. They got Chuck E. Cheese as a partner, though. I'm sold. Well, okay, you're in. And Cold Stone. That's a booming. I, I think I'd prefer Chuck E. Cheese tokens, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or Cold Stash. Yeah, the I mean, they're claiming to do big things. And, and another another thing here is they're they're looking at working with big companies. And if they're working with these big institutions, then why isn't their market cap bigger? I, I think that if they were to get some big partnerships, then maybe their market cap would go up and it would be more promising. But, I mean, at this point, it seems like it would just be a gamble, especially at, at below the 3,000th largest cryptocurrency. Like, there's a, there's a huge probability that it just goes nowhere. Yeah, I agree. But well, well, they do. They they have some big clients, so I don't know how to balance that. I'll give this one a, a, a um, what are we calling it? a satellite? This one's a satellite. It could it could do well. You could make some money on this one. It's very small. So if you could figure out how to invest in it, wait, how do you, how do you even how do you even get into this? Well, it's only it's, it's, it's only on Uniswap. Yeah, it's only wrapped ETH. Okay, and it's only on V two. So you're gonna Let's see some slippage. Let's say access is restricted though. Mm -hmm. So. You got to go to their other place. I don't know, man. I yeah, don't if you know guys about it, seven If you days. guys want to learn how to buy you tokens on Uniswap that you can't get anywhere else, uh, check out the DeFi 101 course linked in the description below. Uh, we will show you how to get from cash into uh, a super small altcoin just like this via Uniswap. Um, so yeah, just a little plug there. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you guys want to give this one as a rating so we can move on? Well, okay. So here's here's something that after looking at the website, it looks like they're a reward system for restaurants. Um, so if you eat at their restaurant, you get this token or something like that. I mean, that's very lucrative. And if they can, if they have these huge uh, restaurant chains involved in it man i think this could do really well this is a big thing these these companies now trying out these um crypto solutions to you know nfting your rewards memberships all that other kind of stuff i can see it doing pretty well actually well something else is these companies are working with i, I can't imagine that it's like a nationwide thing like I'm sure they're not at every Cold Stone and every Chuck. No, 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 no. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's a pilot program. Maybe they're just in the talks. Like, I, I haven't heard of them yet. They're working with these big companies. Like, it, it's hard to verify, like, the, the level of these partnerships, you know? Yeah, it, it, I totally agree because they, they could be just, like, one-off one franchises that have their own owner and say, yeah, let's try this. But they can be, you know, this intuitive, really ingenious plan to make things go big. So I, I'd agree with the satellite. I think that this thing can actually be something super vi viable and really big. If it works and they, you know, uh, launch it correctly within the franchises, 
who knows? It's kind of up to them. But I can see this definitely being very, very um, viable long term if done correctly. Yeah, I mean, if there is adoption, I think that there is huge room for this to grow, especially if they get big partnerships that are nationwide. Um, but I think the most likely scenario is it's not going to moon, so I'm going to give it a bust. But I think if it does moon, it'll probably moon hard. You know, this is one of your tokens that you might want to put 10 20 $30 in and hope that it 100Xs, mm-hmm. in my opinion, not investment advice, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might actually go a little heavier on it if I look deeper into it. Personally, this is just for me because I am very bullish on these solutions. I'm very, very, very bullish on anything that disrupts certain uh, already programs involved, i.e. like ticketing software. People who do NFT ticketing, all this other stuff. Um, These loyalty programs, um, punch cards for visiting websites, all that kind of stuff. If you can be the first one to go mainstream with it, I think it's going to be another, I mean, you're going to be the next Groupon. You're going to be the next, uh, uh, honey on, you know, the Chrome browser and stuff like that. Like <laughs> there's a lot and lot of money to be made in this particular space. So if they get some, you know, leverage and they start taking off, it's going to be huge. But there's a lot of people trying to do exactly what this company is doing. And who knows who has the biggest, uh, you know, stronghold on these companies. But I can see it being very well, doing very well. Um, But I'm going to give it a satellite because who knows if they are the ones doing it really well. There we go. You heard it here first. All right. Next up, Adrian wants to know uh, our favorite not large cap coin slash token offered by Coinbase. Uh, and I think this could be a cool segment. We can each pick yeah. up, on, uh, Pull little, up Coinbase and see what we got. Because we've already done three coins. That, I mean, two tokens that are on uh, Coinbase. We've done a whole bunch of tokens that are on uh, Coinbase throughout the series of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Saying right. large cap though is kind of hard because you have to have you have to meet certain standards on Coinbase. Yes, Want to just say outside of the top ten or outside of the top twenty largest cryptocurrencies? <laughs> yeah, cool. and Ed Miles says AMP, and he might be right in that. Or uh, SNX. That's a really synthetic. Mm-hmm. Those are really big ones. I mean, really good ones. All right. Well, we actually we have to go tradable here because uh, they wanted to know what's offered on Coinbase. Uh, so let's skip to the second page, uh, and we'll call that uh, a low market cap. Uh, so you know, there's Yearn, there's Mana, there's Sushi, uh, there's Bat, Zero X. I would go Bat, B A T. And in all honesty, I've been uh, with the the Brave browser since their beta launch and. I think 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. And they, that BAT every month for using it. Yeah, all the time. And I've, I have a huge stack of BAT. Mm-hmm. And it went up quite a bit over a dollar, like almost to, almost to $2 over the last couple of months and then dropped back down like 30 cents. But um, it uh, BAT is probably going to be one of the biggest ones out here that's been the slowest burn possible because they've been around for a while but they've been around a really long time totally Mm -hmm. they totally changed the game for um 
for becoming like the the way ads and everything's being used. They just they just put out their new um, search browser that's going to rival Google, well, quote unquote. But they don't take any data. <clears throat> they don't use any of your um, any of your search history or anything like that. And they have an Onion uh, Tor browser built right into their desktop app. Like Brave is one of my biggest projects that I've. I mean, one of my one of the things I support the most out of any crypto or any blockchain projects is that I've ever talked to that. I mean, that I've ever been about and I really, really like it. I think BAT is going to be huge within the next couple of years. It's just kind of slowed down and kind of dulled out. I'm also part of their like, uh, uh, not affiliates, but whatever page. And I think that they're going to be huge. They have a lot of things in the works and I really, really like them. There you go. Uh, so yeah, my picks would be would be Yearn, Mana, Sushi, uh, you know, Curve. Uh, so Loop Ring is good too. I have a little bit of that. Um, and then let's go to page three. I think I saw a couple that might be worth pointing out. Balancer is nice. You can earn like ten to twenty percent yield on that uh, by staking it on Ave. Um, and yeah, so I mean, Coinbase is still vetting their projects pretty hard, so you you really can't go too too wrong at this point. Um, but yeah, that is our favorite uh, set of coins and tokens that are offered and available on Coinbase. Uh, if you don't have give my base, favorite, Logan, don't you want to know my favorite? Yeah, come on. Oh, dude, I'm, on. I'm so sorry. Will you please Stay forgive out. me, bro? Yeah, you're please. forgived. Oh. My favorite my favorite smaller market cap coin on Coinbase is Engine. I like Engine. Okay. Yes. They, have, they have lots and lots of developers working on games on the Engine platform. <laughs> they're coming to steam around the end of the year if they get on steam successfully with some games i think they can pop off and they have they have a different token standard that literally the founder created with a couple other guys at ethereum like they have a lot of really smart developers on the team and and they're very innovative but i think the most important thing about engine is all the games being created on it right now i I think it's the the platform with the most developers uh developing blockchain-based games on it um, so I'm bullish on Engine over this year. Boom. I agree. Uh, I 100% exactly what he said. Engine is going to be huge. All righty. Well, then that those are our favorite coins on Coinbase. Uh, sorry for, for skipping you, Ryan. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> we are out of time today. It is now time for Zinger Trivia. Uh, if you want to go win some free Benzinga swag, some free clothes, uh, then, then tune in to Benzinga Trivia, and if you win, you will uh, win a prize. So, um, yeah, that's all we have time for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this chaotic episode. Uh, I hope it was at least a three out of ten. Um, and we will see you uh, on Monday. Wait, wait, hold on. Before before we go, I want to shout out our crazy schedule next week. So next week uh, on Monday we have OKCoin, OK the exchange. On Wednesday, we have the Cosmos blockchain uh, uh, coming on to talk to us. And on Friday, we have Shiba Inu part two. So we have a jam-packed week next week. Uh, You do not want to miss it. Um, So yeah, we look forward to seeing you then. Uh, But for now, this has been uh, Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Stay tuned for the redirect to Zinger Trivia. We will see you (laughs) next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.